Hello, hello, and welcome to the already the sixth episode of the Leaders Den podcast. I'm so happy that you are here. It really means the world to me. Um, I'm making this podcast um, in a way that you will find no frills, no jingles or fancy music. It, it, this is just raw and unedited. And what I plan to do is keep these episodes short and give you some leadership tips and tricks and share some stories so that you will leave listening to this podcast with some inspiration and something that you can take away from this podcast and actually start implementing today and the theme of this episode is how to manage your emotions which is of course an um, interesting topic especially given my background as a mediator for the last 12 years and i have seen many people uh, losing control over their emotions and the truth is that i don't think that is necessarily always bad as in that you are able to show your emotions is actually good because as people we are driven by emotions we all think that we're really rational human beings and that we decide on the basis of facts of stats etc but the reality is that that is not true over and over science has proven that we are actually making decisions based on our emotions and the marketeers um, who are listening know that very well what is important is that we realize those emotions however why i want to speak about being able to i don't know know if it's necessarily master your emotions but to be aware of your emotions and be able to ensure that you can come across as calm and collected and not as somebody who is losing their emotions is because as a leader that is what you need to do you can become emotional no problem but if you become over emotional if and you continue to talk you will make the best speech you will ever regret i think i'm stealing that from that uh quote which says speak up in anger and you'll make the best speech you'll ever regret so to me being able to control my emotions um, as a leader in a leadership setting and basically in any setting even in in a family setting it actually means that i can stay within my own power and let me explain this so for me every time i lose my control and my emotions and i will i and i get really angry it feels that i am reacting instead of responding to a situation and so i have triggers and those triggers are taking over and making that i am reacting instead of responding and so 
there's, a, there's lots of things in this, but let's first start with the fact that if I am reacting, whether that is to um, something that somebody is doing, something that somebody is saying, something that is happening, I am actually, this is how I personally see it, I'm actually giving my power away to something that is outside of me. So, for instance, I am driving somewhere and I'm actually having a good day. I woke up, I was looking forward, which it's, I'm very blessed. That's most of my day. So I'm really looking forward to my day because I'm going to be working with awesome people doing stuff that I absolutely love. And so I'm going about my own thing, being reasonably... Well, often very happy <laughs> and in come this idiot who doesn't know how to drive and um you know does something that upsets me so maybe my first instinctive reaction would be like a swear word <laughs> um but then i realized okay wait a moment this person did that but i'm not going to allow this person to take over my mood. I don't know this person from a bar of soap. I'll never see this person again in my life. And now I'm having a good day and I'm actually having someone else doing, you know, driving like an idiot, um, making my day a bad day. So that's how I see it. I see it as every time somebody can push my buttons, my hot buttons and can trigger me, they are actually taking my personal power away. So this is something that is very important to me. And this is something I believe is really important to anyone who wants to be seen as a leader, whether you have a title or not. So first of all, where do you start if you want to get better at controlling your own emotions or I don't know if it's, I don't think mastering your own emotions is the right word. Um, regulating your own emotions might be another word for it. Where do you start? So where I always like to start and what I see in, you know, all the conflicts that I have involved in, uh, in as a mediator, <laughs> not uh, so much as a person, because to be honest, I do have conflicts, but I definitely always practice what I preach and I make sure that I resolve these conflicts because I don't want to be seen as someone who's a mediator and then, you know, has has conflicts with every everyone around them or haven't spoken to their own uh, family for, for 10 years but goes out and mediates uh, issues. But this is a side, little side note. So the reality is that I don't want other people to um, take my personal power away. And so what that means is that I need to be really aware of what my triggers are. And so I know for myself, my triggers, and you know, I'm happy to share one of those because that maybe helps you find what your triggers are. And, and just be aware that we all have different triggers. So we might even be from the same family, have had the same upbringing, same parents, but you might still be triggered completely different 
than by things completely different than your sibling is so just always be aware so it's so important to find out what our own triggers are so one of my triggers is that i actually um don't want to be seen as someone who is um out of integrity and so somebody who says one thing and does another thing somebody who has a hidden agenda transparency is really important for me and so i am going to be honest of course i lie as well it's not that i never lie i think gosh i was reading some article in in which it said like on average human being you know lies 200 times a day i'm not saying i i i um, never lie. But the reality is if somebody gives me feedback and says, hey, Tilan, you know, we really felt that you had a hidden agenda when you were running that session with us, that would be a huge trigger for me. That would be something that if I don't watch out, I would become very defensive about. And if you've listened to my episode on receiving feedback, I don't want that. I want to be able to say, okay, tell me more. What do you mean by that? But anyway, so that is my trigger. Maybe you have a trigger. Maybe if somebody says that, you know, you didn't do this perfectly, or maybe your trigger is if people say that um, you lie or whatever it is, just be aware of what are those triggers. Because then when you know it, you're aware of it, then you can work on it. So that's the first thing, being aware of what your triggers are and seeing that, that if people are able to push your buttons and get you your triggers working, that you're actually giving your personal power away to someone else. Or if events trigger you, it's the same, only you can't really blame a person, but maybe you can blame an event. So the second thing is just to understand how our brains work. So, you know, we all know that we have this part in our brain, the reptilian brain. Some people call it the Frankenstein brain as opposites of the Einstein brain. Some people call it the croc brain. It's all kind of words for it, but it's basically the amygdala, that old part of the brain where our survival modes um, is. And so when we are being triggered, you know, this, this system was built, I'll keep it very short, but this system was built for us to stay safe in times of danger and the the reality was that instead of us having to think oh my gosh oh man danger what am i going to do this time um the amygdala would regulate it for you and say okay depending on the danger you're in you're going to go in fight flight or freeze mode and we're just sending you there and all the blood will go to the amygdala and to either you know your extremities um, if you need to fight or your legs, if you need to run or it will help you decrease your heart rate if you need to freeze. 
this is really in a nutshell. So, um, so that's what happened. So no, we all know there's no mammoths anymore, no cyber-toothed tigers or whatever, but we can still really go into that old part of the brain very quickly when something happens. And that can be a colleague who's driving you nuts or, um, like I said, uh, someone who cuts you off in traffic or it can be um, feedback that you are receiving that you're not happy about. So when you go into that old part of the brain, because you are being triggered, you go into fight, flight and freeze mode. And that is when you no longer have really control over your reaction. So I really like the quote by um, Viktor Frankl, who wrote Men's Search for Meaning, and I'm always struggling to have the quote exactly the way it is, but basically um, it's a really good book if you haven't read it. It's a very uh, short book, and he, he describes in that book how he survived Auschwitz. He was a psychoanalyst, um, and he um, was um, detained in Auschwitz and he noticed that a lot of people in Auschwitz actually, um, you know, I personally was aware, of course, um, that people, you know, passed away because they were being gassed, uh, because they were malnourished and because they were um, ill and shot and all these things. But also a lot of people died because they basically didn't find any meaning in life anymore. They were actually so um, in despair. And so this book is all about that, finding meaning in life in general and how that can help you. But anyway, he had to train himself because it was difficult not to go into that old part of the brain where fear lives, where survival lives, where it's very easy to go into fight, flight or freeze mode. And so he says between a stimulus, so this is something that's happening, and a response lies a space. And in that space basically lies our decision what we are going to do. And in that space lies our freedom, depending on what, uh, what we are going to do. I am now not sure about what he said exactly. So I'm actually going to uh, look it up about um, that because it's annoying me now. So um, he's famous for saying lots of things but I can't find now the one that I was between stimulus a stimulus and a response yes so I um gosh sorry guys um what did he say he said between a stimulus and a response there is a space and in that space is our power to choose our response and in our response lies our growth and our freedom. Okay, so what that means is that something happens, we can actually decide, 
You know, if we don't watch out, automatically our brain will go into our amygdala. But actually there's a split second where we have a choice and can make a decision to not go into our amygdala and into fight, flight or freeze mode. And if we learn how to do that, then we are, you know, free, free of others triggering us or free of events triggering us and so i find this very powerful and this quote came to me in a time in my life when i was feeling really triggered um, which was actually when my eldest daughter became a teenager and so instead of being the very collected person i actually started being um, quite horrible <laughs> and uh, when she was screaming at me I was screaming back and I didn't want to be like that and I realized I need to learn to control my emotions I don't want to be a screaming banshee screaking banshee whatever it is a mom I want to be someone who's calm and collected when my child is being a teenager and screaming at me so I actually used that quote and started thinking okay so what's important is I need to stay in my prefrontal cortex that reasoning part of the brain that part of the brain that was developed later and in order to do that I need to make sure that I'm not going to follow that first instinct of all the blood to say mayday mayday let's all go blood go into the amygdala and we're going to make it we're going to go into fight flight or freeze mode and so for me what really helps if i've said this told this story to many people is math i'm not good at math but you know when i feel triggered you know in the beginning it was by my daughter but you know i'm i can still be triggered even though i must admit um, I, I would say like, you know, I'm, I'm not <laughs> a saint, I'm not the Dalai Lama, I can still be triggered, but it's much less because of how I've been uh, working on this. So if I feel I'm being triggered, I go into, okay, I'm being triggered now. And I can go into fight mode, flight mode or freeze mode. For me, I'm most of the time going to fight mode, but I don't want it. So I go, okay, 12 times 3 divided by 4 times 2 minus 1. And so I keep myself occupied. So I'm not going to go into that into that zone and lose it. So that works for me. Often when I talk to clients, it's other things that can work. You know, I'm not going to share all the techniques because I want to keep this short. But one of the things could be instead, of, you know, distracting your brain, um, you could, you know, look maybe at colors in the room and you could say like, okay, just a mindfulness moment. Like, okay, I see orange, I see green, I see brown. Okay, okay, I've got it. I've got it. I'm not going to go into that amygdala. I'm going to stay where I am. And so another way of doing it is somebody says something to you and you're feeling extremely triggered instead of, you know, saying, well, what do you mean by that? Or, you know, getting upset, 
you give yourself, you know, you get a carafe of water, you, you pour some water and you talk yourself down. Okay, okay, you're safe. This is, you know, you don't have to scream and shout. You don't have to go into fight mode. Just stay calm. So anyway, these are some of the things that I use and I've used with many, many clients to control our brain. Because yes, we are human. We are, you know, driven by emotions, but as leaders, uh, I'm, I am actually comfortable to say that as leaders, we need to step up. We need to be a bit better than other people. And we need to be able to control, regulate, whatever you want to call it, our emotions as good as we can. I'm not saying you shouldn't go back once you're calm and collected and say that was not okay and have these difficult conversations. As you know, I'm all for that. Um, that's what I always preach. But in that moment, remember that expressions speak out in anger and you make the best speech you'll ever regret. So just to try and uh, regulate your emotions is so powerful because, you know, when you actually control your emotions, regulate your emotions, stay calm and collected, and the person in front of you, whether that's an angry customer or a colleague or whatever, your mother-in-law, it is so powerful because what happens then is that you stay grounded, you stay calm, and that person sees and notices that they're the only ones who are losing it. So you can stay in your personal power. So this episode went a bit longer than I was planning, I guess, but not too much longer. So this is, this is yeah, what I wanted to share with you about regulating your emotions as a person, but also as a leader, and to be just a little bit better than other people because we need to role model we need to role model to other people that yes we are emotional beings yes emotions happen in the workplace but that we don't have to just jump on the bandwagon and we don't have to react instinctively we can actually respond so for you, I would love for you to try and do this in a situation today when, when it happens. And if you're saying, Tilan, you know, I never go into fight mode or I never, you, you actually might go into freeze mode, which is the same, but different, but it means that you completely shut down. And so if you can kind of, I'm knipping with my fingers, or I don't know if that's double Dutch, I am, um, I don't know if it's an English word, but I do that like, okay, you need to kind of get your brain out of that situation. So whether it's fight mode, you want to fight, flight mode, you just want to run away and you want to escape the whole stuff. Or if it's freeze mode, you're just going to kind of go into blank. You can't say anything anymore. You can't think of anything anymore. Just before that, remember what Viktor Frankl said, there is that space. Um, between the stimulus and the response. So I would love for you to practice. I would love for you to share with me if it's working or if you've got another 
another system that even works better for you. Like I said, there's, there's, there's other stuff, but that's for me too long to discuss now. And so I appreciate you are here and I would love for you to subscribe to this podcast and to share it with people who you think uh, could use this, colleagues, um, partners, whoever, who struggle with regulating their emotions from time to time. And I um, wish you all the best and thank you for listening and um, looking forward to having you on our podcast next time. Bye for now.